Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Joe Baker. Really appreciate Joe joining me today. If you're a fan of the Kelly Patrick Show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way of my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Joe Baker. Joe, how are you today? Good, brother. How are you? Doing very well. Really really appreciate uh, you coming on the show today get to know a little more, little bit more about you. Of course, I, I, I was fortunate I got to meet you. Um, you know, actually, I think someone had tagged you in a post where I was looking for a group fitness instructor a few months ago, six months or something. Um, and you and I had kind of communicated at that point uh, due to that. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up meeting each other at Louisville Combat Academy, got to do a little bit of boxing or kickboxing right. so we got to meet each other in, in person but I, I really appreciate you coming on uh kind of an opportunity to get to know a little bit more about you you have a fight coming up i do i think uh been talking to chance back a lot we've been trying to communicate we're trying to get me a reasonable opponent uh, of course this is my uh, first kickboxing match i competed in golden gloves for about 15 years okay way long ago uh, it was the fire police games back then associated with golden gloves so uh i kind of ran that for about 15 years and got away and um I, i've just i've never really um had no interest in kickboxing until here recently about what, the last year or two why some did reason. what 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 piqued that interest you know, I really don't know. I can't pinpoint back to what it really was. Um, I think what really got the ball rolling is when I went and watched the first Kings of Kickboxing. And I was really intrigued by that. And I was like, man, I really, you know, I'm 40. So I'm like, 
what do I have to prove, but what do I have to gain? So I really, in the last probably six months, I've really, um, I've got familiar with the fight organization in the Kentucky area. Um, I've jumped around to different uh, schools, uh, gyms, just trying to get a feel of the cold kickboxing thing to try to see what it's like. Uh, Cause I power lifted for five years competitive, uh, like an, uh, at a competitive level, uh, pro. And, um, I was over at Westside barbell a lot in Columbus, Ohio training. That's where and, kind of the legendary place, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I really invested a lot of my time about six, seven years total in powerlifting. Okay. But it really took a toll on my body and as expected, and after competing and traveling, I was just done with it. And it just, uh, I started back. That's got me to where I was with Alpha Combat to where I'm at today. Kind of took a different path. Uh, so you get to train with Damon Bell? Yeah. So, uh, you know, like, that was, I went to two brothers starting out. But okay. from where I live in Indiana, it is a long drive for me there. Those are a bunch of good guys there. Um I went, I've been to Fight Factory, but I found, I think I found my groove at uh, Triumph Combat with D.W. Bell. Uh, when I went in there, he was very welcoming. Uh, everybody was real welcoming, and um, they kind of helped me out. Um, but I had got linked with the whole kickboxing gig with Chris Spicer, a good friend of mine. He competed out of Louisville Combat years ago. Uh, he had some matches and um, he kind of took me underneath his wing, and we started up, and he was showing me the basics. Ended up at Two Brothers for a little bit. I liked it there. Like I said, it was about a 50-minute drive for me. So I'm like, I could not find the time to get there. Um, D.W. Bell's gym is about the best fit for me that sure. I have examined and evaluated upon myself, if sure. that makes sense. So. One of the things I really like about Damon and, or D.W. Uh, uh, in that gym is they're real – uh, open to and supportive of the concept of, of cross training. Mm-hmm. It seems, you know, I see some of those guys occasionally come over to Louisville Combat Academy or they're inviting people in there. I think, what is it, on Saturdays? Sundays, yeah. They okay, on Sundays. Part. Okay, yeah. that's what it is, on, on Sundays. And so they seem to have a very uh, accepting or open policy when it comes to bringing other people in doing some work. Yeah, I agree. Um, so tell me more about yourself. I'm, I'll be 40 next year. So you were born in 83, 79. I'm actually 42. 43. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, round, we give it a round number. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll be, I'm 39. I say I'm 40. So I round, yeah. same rounded type right, thing. Right. Where'd you grow up at? I grew up in Scottsburg, Austin area. Okay. Area. How far is that? Uh, from here, probably about 45 minutes. Okay. So not less. too far. No, it's up North. It's route I 65. Uh, grew up very poor, man, and um, I grew up um, not having handouts or anything like that. Uh, got my hand in law enforcement years ago. Did a twenty, almost twenty year stint there, and then um, where you were a police officer in Madison, Indiana. Oh, okay. In Scott County Sheriff's Department, and got out two thousand nineteen, and then um, that's when I I'd had Alpha Combat training facility, which I'm operating on now. Um, I ended up, that was open years ago in Scottsburg. It okay. Was like, it was like a CrossFit slash um, MMA facility then. A lot bigger than the one I got now. And um, it was going fine until my ex-wife, she ended up getting breast cancer. And then 
I didn't have medical insurance. So we had a we had a strong 160 members at the time. Wow. Yeah, it was going good. And then that happened, and it caught us off guard, and I had to get back in law enforcement. And I needed medical insurance. So we took that road and then um, got through law enforcement, and then I ended up uh, ended up in a divorce. Not okay. Got too personal. I uh, ended up in a divorce. Uh, I've been there. I was divorced once, also. About three, I was div- uh, divorced in about 2019. Okay. And so I went out on the dating scene for about three years, and then that's when I end up meeting my now wife, Crystal. Um, we met unexpectedly, and um, told myself I was never going to get married again, and all that stuff. And uh, she's been a blessing, man. So um, I give her, offered her my kind of my goals. She wanted to know what I wanted to do, and I was like, "Well, I'd like to open up Alpha Combat again." And that's what led me to Jeremy Voiles. Uh, me and Jeremy Voiles have been good friends for years, and we reconnected. And uh, it was a simple phone call one day about me coming and training with him, and uh, I did. And then one thing led to the next, and uh, he told me he had a gym for sale over in Cordon, Indiana, and uh, we made a deal, <laughs> made it happen financially. So he, he's a big blessing, man. Him and my wife, they really helped me get back on my feet to, to you know, start up Alpha Combat. When you had done your training uh, previously, you said you were a boxer. You did some boxing, yeah. Indiana boxing. Jeremy, I assume you guys trained together during that. A, no, not really. Oh, okay. I, I ended up at TKO boxing over in Louisville a lot. Okay. Um, there, I went up to Indy boxing and MMA. Oh, okay. Went up there. Uh, so, so how, okay. So you're relatively not too far from Indianapolis. At where no, about an hour. So I would take the time a couple of days a week and go up and train. Okay. Yeah. And really, I always tell the guys in this new fight community, I'm like, I don't have nothing to prove, and I'm nobody. And um, I really, the boxing, the Golden Glove uh, record that I held, I really didn't know what the hell I was doing. What do you mean by that? Like, I look back now, it's like, yeah, I know technique and, you know, cutting and stuff, but not like what I've learned in the latter part of my lyric. Interesting. So I, I, a lot of it was off grit, toughness. You know, sometimes with amateur fights, there's a guy from our gym at House of Warrior Boxing Gym. He had a fight recently, and he's a very skilled boxer, real good at counter punching and slick type shit. Yeah. But when you go into competing in amateur, it's three two-minute rounds. That's not the time for that subtlety type shit. You need to just go full steam ahead. If you want to win this match, you need to win all three rounds. There's very few stoppages. You yeah. know, there's not a bunch of knockouts. You need to bring it for all two minutes for all three rounds. It's war. Like, I had, to, I did nothing but cardio, nothing but... Sp- and that's how you um, won. I did very little sparring, which I look back now. I didn't have a lot of time to spar in the gyms and the times I'd go to. Um, I've, I think I have evolved a lot through Jeremy... Um, uh, getting my hand back into this in the latter part. So when I opened up Alpha Combat, I went, of course, my gym is more uh, women-based to where we do women's self-defense. It's a uh, women's cardio box and self-defense program. And then um, that's when we try to open up the um, uh, kickboxing program there at my gym. And it just did not take off that well uh it being in the cordon indiana area started off 15 dudes and then it trickled out quick and that was targeted for males and females yeah yeah we did the women's cardio boxing and and kickboxing program and it does fine 
It's a, it's a, it's almost like a fight fitness program is what I offer. And so when I tell a lot of people, I'm like, well, you know, there's a lot of gyms that do a lot of women's classes and a lot of women's cardio boxing and, and the self-defense. So you can go to a seminar and you can learn self-defense. You can take a one day class you can, whatever these particular gyms or, or organizations offers these women's self-defense programs where I'm indifferent is these instructors from what I've gathered they don't have the law enforcement background I have. They've never been on scene of a domestic. When you do 20, almost 20 years of law enforcement, you go after domestic after domestic, and you watch the woman tell you her statement about what happened, how she was strangled, how she was thrown down on the couch, how where it started, um, where it originated from, um, how it impeded her breathing. Um, and then you watch the little kids on the sideline crying. There's no karate instructor or no motherfucker instructor out there that has that. You, when you put your hand on it, and so when I got out of law enforcement, when I opened up Alpha Combat, I was like, I'm going to implement a program to where a woman can come in. You can do it either for fitness or you can do it as a fight fitness program. You choose however you want to do it. There's no fucking way that you can teach a woman self-defense if you are not also doing strength training with her, core mm. training, running, cardio, the boxing, the stand-up game, and the grappling. If you don't make it a consistency and train it... Then it's just bullshit. It's bullshit. And, and that's where these companies and these people and these organizations and these schools and these academies, they bring these women in and they'll offer them a four-hour seminar and then expect them to leave like, good luck. It's like, motherfucker, like, you got to run that shit weekly. Like, it, you know how it is. Like, it's it's a mixed martial art. Like, I think it, a lot of times what those seminars are for is almost like a virtue signaling type thing. Like, look, we're helping women. We don't really give a fuck because we know that we're, we're specialists in fighting. We know this is not going to actually help them. But right. we want everybody to know we care about women. And then maybe some of those women will actually sign up, stick around and sign up for jujitsu or something after that. Right, yeah. Because the, the four-hour or some of them are shorter than that yeah, seminars. I'm, I mean, that's not going to do shit for a male or a female. Like for me, what I try to do is I try to empower these women that come in. And I try to say, hey, keep yourself out of fucking toxic relationships. Quit going back into the same environment that broke your ass mentally, physically, and emotionally, you know? And I think just not, but I also believe in male trauma too, man. Uh, I'm not a big fan of women getting on social media, especially my page and bashing men. I do not like that. And um, I understand they're hurt. I understand that they've been through some shit. But like not on my watch or on my social media outlets, my apps, like you're not going to bash men. Because I had a good friend commit suicide mm. all over because he found out his wife was cheating on him. Jeez. And he fucking strangled himself and hung himself right there in the living room right before she got home. And, you know, his little boys walked in and seen it too. He was just desperate crying out. I mean, there's so men commit suicide every day. And that's how we're wired, man, is we keep it all balled up. We don't say shit. As opposed to females, they get on social media and they blast that shit. And it's not right. And I'm not a big fan of it. I just made a post about it today on my social media. And that's a big part. The reason you're mentioning it is because it, when you're helping women through a, a fitness program, not just preaching the physical side of things, but but having a consistency where you're like, okay, this is a part of it, but of course also what's important is trying to be in a healthy relationship. Don't put yeah. yourself into a bad situation. Don't be trying to bring out the worst of the, the man or making – 
the men look bad either, but you know, everybody should, should be rational and use common sense when it comes to relationships. Exactly. And that's what I try to tell. Like some of these women I talk to, I'm like, can I interview the man? Like besides bashing him so badly on social media and, and, and making everything toxic for everybody to read, why don't we sit down and interview the fucking man? Let's get his side of the story. Why, why did he cheat? I know cheating's not right, 110%. But what made that motherfucker do it? Hmm. What did you do? Did you nag all the time? Did you not give him attention? Was you out with your girlfriends all the time? So that's what I try to implement in my program is also when I do these seminars and teach women. The last women's seminar I did, I kind of hit on these topics, and they fucking looked at me like I was dumb. Like, like you were fucking I was good. I was just thinking, if you really wanted How to, dare you to, say se- that to sell a bunch of tickets to, to a, a women's self-defense program, this is not the type of rhetoric you need. Oh, I would advise no. you against the uh, uh, preaching about avoiding demonizing men and things like yeah. that. Instead, you need to just be a pussy come at it like women are always right yeah that's much. how you sell the program <laughs> yeah like just keep your fucking mouth shut like that's what women want you to do just keep your fucking mouth but shut. there are some women some women that your message resonates with i assume they do a lot and it's just i try to keep it neutral and and i know i'm being bl- i'm saying this bluntly now but yeah. like when i talk to the women i'm like look we need to make this better all around like th- there, there's something that's unbalanced in relationships today why did relationships last so long you know 30 40 50 years ago and not now Mm. well you know and i know it's this device i got in my hand social media and um it just too many we i think as a society we're overpopulated and i think we're stepping on each other's business and we're too nosy with each other and that is a big issue with me and it it could be a political issue a topic or not but i'm i will speak my piece politically like because masculinity masculinity however you say it it's dying like Mm. and and you know i had a lady at my gym a girl she's got three little boys and i put shit on my facebook all the time especially about um uh, i know it's a sticky subject but like the trans movement Mm. i don't i know it's nobody nobody wants to talk about it but i i do uh, I'm not against LGBT. I'm not racist. I, I don't give a fuck about that shit. I've got all kinds of gay friends. I've got friends of all cultures, race, sex. I don't get into that shit. But I do have a problem because me, I teach self-defense. Like for women, I try to empower them to be better, to overcome emotional and mental shit. But I also uh, teach kids. So I don't, I see a movement, I see a, a, um, a very perverted evil darkness that is looming in and it's targeting these kids. And one person might say, well, no, that's bullshit. Well, f- I know what I fucking watch and read. And mm-hmm. I know when I was a police officer, I know I used to see it. So it's not made up. It's not made up. I'm like, how? And then she's like, well, if it doesn't affect you, why are you bothered with it? I said, evil grows and it grows in it. And I was like, what used to be like the drag queen shit? And, and, and Robin Williams in Hollywood and the movies, and, and it was comical and it was funny. And they did the drag shows, but they didn't, they kept it private. And then, but now if you look at it, this type of evil, this pervertedness, it's grown. Mm-hmm. And now look at it. Like out in San Francisco, I just looked on Twitter, they, they, they had the Pride Parade. I've got pictures, I, I posted on my Facebook. Like, you got fucking dudes on bicycles out in the middle of the street, fucking butt-ass naked little kids off to the side of the street. I've seen pictures of it. It looks like there's up. just a grown man dressed as a woman, proud to be showing his asshole to a group of kids. It's not right. Now, so, that, now the, some people may say that's like uh, uh, fake. 
That's like, not I've, fake. I've, I've heard some people saying that. No, that, that, I've that, seen that the type video. stuff is made. It's uh, through this new AI type stuff. They can, they right. can, they can make it look like that's happening. When in reality, you're just a conspiracy theorist. You need to chill out. Um, you know what this reminds me of? I watched Tucker Carlson interview Andrew Tate. Yes, I've seen that. Do you see it just yeah. the other day? Yeah. Within the past two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I just watched it uh, on Twitter, the videos, um, uh, a few nights ago. Yeah. Now, I can't remember everything it was said. Sure. If, if you did a QA, and a I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember him saying but, that. But. But, but this is somewhat similar rhetoric to what Andrew Tate talks about. Yes, right. He, the man's hated because society wants to silence men. That's the pl- that is the cold hard fact. The, 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 not just women, but like they want a man to be silent, and it's just like I, I go back to masculinity is dying. Like we need men, we need carpenters, we need we don't need another dude in a fucking salon, a cosmetology school, putting on fucking makeup and putting and painting his nails. It's like, well, that's just how he identifies. No, fuck that. Like that's not normal. It's not balanced, and that's why kids are confused and fucked up. Okay. I'm sorry, but I've seen it, and I'll give you a very quick example. Sure. When I was a wrestling coach in, at Scottsburg. There was two teachers, and they were gay, and they adopted a boy, and um, they brought him in. And, of course, all my boys were laughing. I'm like, fuck. So I had to get him in control. And I'm like, quit fucking mocking this kid. Like, he's adopted. He was a good boy, very polite. And um, long story short, um, I, I ran into him, like, maybe a year ago out in public. I didn't recognize him. That kid was a normal fucking kid, Patrick. And now he's fucking, he's fucking, he's gay, which is no big deal, like to each his own. But I thought, he patternized what he's seen, I believe. Okay. I, I kind of believe that. Like, that's why you got. You kind of believe that? or I do you, believe, you believe that I to do, your course, what I it do, sounds like. I do, and it's not being judgmental. I just know what I've seen in law enforcement. Sure. And I just know what my eye sees. And it's just like, how can you tell me that he didn't mimic what he's seen? Sure. It's like you put a kid in an environment of narcotics, like I used to do drug work. So you put a kid in a home that's drug infested. And you look at that little 10-year-old boy and he's like, man, he's going to do good. You need to encourage him. You need to get him in programs. You need to get him away for his mom and dad. They're on dope. Then what happens? And then you see him 10 more years down the road. I did in law enforcement and the fucking kid's on dope. And it's like, why didn't he see what his mom and dad did? The way they looked, the way they acted, how many times they got arrested, how many times nights he went without dinner, all the dirty clothes he had to wear. You know what I'm saying? That's what's fucked up to me. It's just like you put a kid in poverty, that's what they're going to know. You know, does that make sense? I, I believe it, it does. Um, it's definitely a, a polarizing topic. Many people will hear it. And I tried to um, at least be familiar with what the most rational take on the other side of each stance would be. Yeah. And sometimes that's difficult, you know. I I try to understand both sides from what people say. I really do because I just, I have a bad trouble conforming to, um, I never thought in my, at my age that we'd have trouble identifying to who, what our gender is. That's a long story short. I'm like, that's fucked up. It's an interesting time to be alive. You saw, as we, we pulled in today, I have my uh, 14 year old son was with me. Um, you know, that's, it's important. That's, there's nothing, no job more important for a dad to model, not only for his son, but for his daughter. I got a couple daughters too, you know, to model like what a man should be. And that doesn't mean that everyone is not, that there won't be homosexual people. 
at all. That's not what that means. Right. Or even cross-dressers or transgender people. That's not what that means. But for me personally, there's no job that's bigger. And my wife and I admittedly are trying to have a kid right now. Mm-hmm. And so I love the idea of being a parent. I've got three now. I want to have another. You know, it's a big deal to me. Right. There's nothing more important, whether it's a daughter or a son that you bring into this world than showing what a accountable, honest uh, man who's not going to beat, you know, it's not going to beat the kids, not going to beat the wife. Right. It's going to stick around. Not going to be perfect, right. obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an important distinction. You know, there's there's no such thing as a perfect man. But you're going to at least have some uh, 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 fucking backbone. You're going to at least be there and you're going to be uh, uh, setting a good example, whatever that means. Right. You know, I put on my uh, social media the other day, I put, you know, why isn't women who's trying to identify as a male trying to enter a male's bathroom? Now, you see a male that's trying to identify as a female, put a dress on, try to enter a women's bathroom. Hmm. And, it, and, it, and it's, it just makes you think. I know why. Because dudes are perverted like that, sure. man. And they, they have an agenda. Women ain't trying to fucking dress up and go into a men's bathroom. Like, you never hear that on the news. You don't really, but you do the man trying to. He's like, I, you know, I, it's bizarre how the the, the the so many women support this shit. I don't know, isn't it? Like, what the fuck? fuck are are you a feminist or not? Because a true feminist, by my def, I am a feminist by my definition. I have two daughters that I think they can do whatever the fuck they want, and I support them doing whatever they want. And to me, that's what feminism is. They should be able to vote like you and I if we're going to vote. They should be able to have all the same rights, and they should be able to uh, pursue whatever it is they want. Saying a man is a woman and then starting to blur that line, by my definition of feminism, is, is a very different thing. Feminism today, the way the media depicts it to us, is feminism has lied to women. They want a woman to say, fuck a man. You've been hurt. I get it. Uh, it is a, a soul tie with a man. And, and I get all that shit. We could talk about this for hours. But they want the media or society wants a female who's a feminist to chase the bag, the money, the career, the independence. And that's all good. But what they do is they do that and they do that and they do it for so long and then they lose value in their late 30s and they've done all this thing and lived their life and you've wanted a man to get a hold of this woman and be just a girlfriend to become a wife and alert. They don't want, dudes don't want to fucking have kids. I know you're trying to have a kid. I am. Yeah, yeah. On average, they don't as much right now. They don't. It's just like, that's not normal. And it's just like, you tell a woman, it's like, I don't need a man. It's like, yeah, you fucking do. And it's like, you get on, you get on my page all the time. They're like, I don't need a man. But then you see them. People comment that on your page. Is that what you mean? I see women saying that. They're like, I don't need a fucking man. But then three days later, they need somebody to change a fucking tire, a plumber to come over to their house because they don't know how or their mower broke down. I'm like, motherfucker, you do need a man. You don't want to to fix that shit. I just wish women would quit hating so bad. I know women have been fucked up. And, 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 and I got in a bad toxic relationship before Crystal with a girl. And I learned a lot in that one year about toxicity and narcissism. This was after your divorce, but before yes, your current. Yes, I dated a lot of girls and got in that whole dating scene. But I ended up getting with a girl and I fell in love with her. I think I was vulnerable. I know I was. And I went in my right mind. I was trying to chase to get that family back. And 
dude, I fell into a trap to where she was coming out of a marriage, and I didn't know nothing about that. And that's where I learned a lot about dating. So was she still <laughs> still involved with the ex? Fuck yeah, she had one door open, that stupid bitch, like fucking. <laughs> oh my God. She fucking was like backdooring me and talking to him still and trying to date my ass and like I love you and bullshit like that. I, feel, I did fall in love with her, I thought I did. And then I'd be trying to back away from her and go on my life, and I'd start dating another girl. And she'd be like, come back. And I'd oh be like, God. fuck. So uh, I had to really get strong. And thank God for my wife, Crystal, because she seen me in that ordeal. And she fucking's like, fuck you. I'm going to help you. Let's get the fuck out. And she did, man. None she, of that bullshit from your, your wife. No, man, we're good. We're good. It's good. But bring it on, man. All right, Joe. Um, you had made a post on social media not long ago, uh, something to do with you had been in trouble you knew everyone knew about it. I forget exactly what you said, but I was new to meeting Joe Baker. Right. And I saw, well, what the hell is this? And so I Googled and I saw that there had been some trouble you had, you had somehow gotten into. What happened? Okay. I'm very open about it and I'm not proud of it, but it is my story. It's my testimony. It's not really, a, I don't want to call it a testimony because um, I took something bad that happened in my law enforcement career, which and back in 2019, uh, I got investigated for steroid use. Uh, I was a part of an investigation with uh, another group of officers, like from Kentucky and up north in Indiana, my understanding. And um, I got arrested for possession of testosterone. <laughs> so not, not <laughs> so, for selling? No, no. They uh, they try to get me with conspiracy to deal, but... I, I don't give a fuck what cop listens to this that was involved. They know and I know that I never sold a fucking steroid to nobody. Uh, I used testosterone, man. I went to the doctor and got it early on. And then I tried to dose more. That's all it was. And the funny fucking thing is, is I bought my testosterone off two cops. One in New Albany and one up north. Did they end up getting in trouble? Fuck no, they didn't. And I didn't throw them under the bus. But the, they tried to get me to sell. So uh, at the time, they'd used an undercover officer, which I didn't. Uh, they used an officer who I got acquainted with. I got relaxed. And he asked me to get him some testosterone. I was like, man, I don't know if I can do that shit. Like, I don't. I, I just get it off two cop buddies. I don't know if I'm comfortable doing that. Excuse me. And then, long story short, they had try to do a buy and I just it was weird without prolonging it it's something I don't know what the affidavit actually says man I, I haven't even read the case report on what they topped up because here's the thing Patrick I know what the fuck happened and I know that they never did they tried to get me a conspiracy and um conspiracy which they just they tried to get me on it like they didn't get me for dealing so and, so I apologize for interrupting um I read a headline. It said something about arrested for steroids. Yeah. Did you do any time? No. No, I pled out. Did you do a night in a holding cell or something? Man, they arrested me the night before Thanksgiving. And, of course, the courts are closed. I spent about four days. I've had that happen. I got a DUI on a Friday night, holiday weekend. Like, oh, well, lucky you. But moving forward, uh, that's when I was married. Um um, so you did a maximum four or five nights in, a, in jail. Yeah, dude. That's, they, uh, that's they, all you ever did. When they, yeah, when they arrested me, man, they put me in a padded cell uh, on suicide watch for some reason in another county over in Washington County. And and I remember sitting there naked, dude, and I'm numb. I'm like, what the Why fuck? Why were you naked? 
I don't know. They just they, that's what they do in suicide watch. They they, they strip. Ta- oh, okay. You could hang yourself with some of your clothes, yeah, yeah. probably. If they thought, was there a reason they would said suicide watch? No, I asked them. They said the sheriff in that county, Washington County, said that that's what he wanted done because I was a police officer. And I'm like, this is fucking dumb. Uh, but I went with it. I was numb, man. I was so numb, and uh, I didn't know what. I knew I'd lost it all. I knew I did career and everything, and I was like, fuck. And I just laid there on the floor. They gave me some kind of like small quilt. Didn't even cover me. And I would never forget this to I die. Uh, the lady, the jailer, the next day, I didn't know it was Thanksgiving. We had a big thing planned. And uh, she slid my tray through the window. And she's like, Officer Baker, she's like, hey, here's your Thanksgiving dinner. I apologize. You're in here on a holiday. And I took the tray and I seen it. And it had like sliced turkey. And it wasn't a Thanksgiving dinner. And I remember, dude, that's when I had a mental breakdown. I know I did. Okay, okay. And my hand started shaking, and I felt like I was going to pass out. Okay. And I dropped the tray of food, and that's when I got humbled. And then that's where my faith comes in. And, and at that point, I remember taking that quilt, and I got on my hands and knees, and I threw it over me because the cameras were watching. I didn't want them to see me. And I just prayed. I just like, God, restore me. And I know everybody's got beliefs and ways of handling things, and I don't ever throw a Bible on people's face, but I was like, God, you're just what you allowed happen and um, um, I need you to restore my life and that was the beginning process my ex-wife handed me divorce papers so right right around then (laughs) right when I got out so (laughs) yeah so you were staying with her you guys were married she's like oh this guy's get looks like it's not popular to be with him anymore yeah pretty much swear to god I think I mean we were married almost 20 years but Uh, you have kids yeah, we have a boy. He's 22. Okay. Yeah, I'm a grandpa, too. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations. Uh, he don't talk to me no more. Oh, wow. No, because of what happened. He said um, uh, he don't know who I am. I'm and sorry to hear that. It's it's heartbreaking. It hurts. I'm not going to lie. But there's consequences for actions, and I do know that. And I have to believe that one day he'll come back around. Sure. Um, I just I know who I, I raised him. Is he and a good kid? He's a good kid, man. He's very successful. Got two beautiful little kids. Wow. And... I'm proud of him from a distance, and I love him, and I've told him that. But there's consequences for actions, and that's why I keep telling everybody. My ex-wife got mad at me because I made an announcement on Facebook after I got arrested. She's like, I can't believe you put that on Facebook and apologize. She's like, um, you know, you have humiliated our family all over testosterone. I'm like, motherfucker, I just, I fucked up. And so I told her, I said, her name's Alicia. I said, I would rather own it, admit to it, be done with it, just learn from it, let There's, it be my wisdom, and just, I, I need a new chapter in life, I need sure. a do-over, I need to start all over again, Yeah. and um, she didn't, wasn't having that, she's like, fuck you, you embarrassed us, and I'm like, alright, well, she gives me divorce papers, and I'm living with my brother for three years about it, till I'm, you know, got out on my You got own. a good brother? An excellent brother. That's nice. Yeah, he took me in. He called me. He's like, man, get your ass out of here. I, he lives by himself. Wow. And uh, he did. He took me on and uh, helped me out. Have that's ever- when I got into personal training again. Okay. And that's when I started doing the videos of the mitt work with women and self-defense. And I rented out a lodge in Scottsburg, Indiana, week to week. A guy called me. He's like, man, I got this lodge building out here. You want to use it? It's not occupied so i bought some grappling mats had some pads and i had one of those like sand base bags and uh you wrestle in high school no i coached i learned i learned to uh, you you coached but you never re- okay but no that's i learned still the helpful. sport yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's I, pretty cool i've heard of people doing that i thought that that would be a cool way for me to get better at wrestling i spent one full summer with two of the senior boys 
And they learned me how they learned me the sport. Very cool. Yeah, they did because my boy was wrestling. I'm like, give me a one on one, like, and that's what mm-hmm. I did, man. I grinded out one full summer and I got decent at it. What sports did your son play growing up? Wrestling. He's Very wrestler. cool. He's a good wrestler. Yeah. Indiana wrestler. Yeah. Enough excellent. said, right? That, yeah. That's a excellent wrestler. Very right. cool. Yeah. Um, have you ever done anabolic steroids? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, testosterone. I've always just fucked around. I, I got introduced to it in college. So you've done different types of steroids, but testosterone's testosterone that's the best way to go yeah for me like for any guy like if you're still at a competitive level like me i was doing powerlifting so i was going to west side barbell if you're not doing steroids there every 100 percent of the people competing in that and i wasn't the thing was is i wasn't fucking with nobody i just wasn't fucking with nobody but i end up getting caught up in the investigation somehow politically and that's just what the fuck happened like i own it it happened it ruined my image but I own it, man. I just fucking own it's it. It's a good way to be. And I just, I had to build off of it. And anybody who wants to judge me, I'm like, motherfucker, it's just your shit ain't been exposed yet. Like, don't come at me and judge me. Like, I don't never point fingers. I always just own it. Is that the, are there any details that you've left out there? If someone could say Joe Baker's a piece of shit, other than you were technically, like, they were trying to get you to coordinate one guy getting steroids for or testosterone from someone else, and that's kind of the worst thing you were charged with. Is that right? Yeah, like, I, I don't know what anything else. I mean, people are so judgmental. And I think that I was... But that's real, the, the main thing, is that you're the steroid guy who got busted. Yeah, I, I was I was really judged harshly for that. Uh, but probably not in by my commu- ever, Probably not in my by community. Everyone. I was, yeah, in, in my community because I let a lot of people down because I was also a school resource officer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I mean, you know, even after this podcast, like if if, if they want to be judged, mental, like guys, and you made like, a mistake. I made a mistake. If you don't want to help me out to rebuild and, and accept me for who I am and what I got to offer, then okay, I can't help that. You you still take. Uh, testosterone i do i go to optimize you cool i'm curious yeah. can you tell me about like what what i've yeah. never i'm not familiar with using that you go what's it called opta optimize you over in louisville how much, and it's all legal yeah I, I pay about 140 bucks a month i think and how much of the test do they give you they give you three months supply testosterone they they, they do a blood draw every three months they balance you out and then i use peptides for recovery Okay. It's about $150 extra. So it just depends on what all you want. They got growth hormone and But shit. you feel plenty good right yeah, now. Yeah, I feel real that's, good. That's mm-hmm. a good way to be. Yeah. So RFK Jr. Um, came out. I don't know if you. Oh, I think I made a post and I saw you. You ended up liking it. Yeah. Um, he's the only guy who publicly, maybe not the only, Joe Rogan's also open about it. But I think uh, RFK Jr., um, he, I don't know that he's going to be the next president, but he's at least getting a lot of attention right now, and he's real publicly open about using testosterone mm-hmm. legally. And, and that's when I got arrested. Long story short, I looked at the detectives from the state police, and I'm like, "Why didn't you investigate in the fucking um, the, the the field house up there where the Indianapolis Colts are? Since you're state police, why didn't you fucking investigate in the Indianapolis Pacers?" Indiana Pacers, like... They, they take that shit? Well, you know they fucking I do. don't know that, actually. Well, you I believe don't. you. I believe you. Um, I, it's like LeBron James, by example. Like, the motherfucker at his age, getting up and down the court, like, you don't think those doctors prescribe shit to these athletes? Well, that's fucking week in and week out NFL. Like, they, yeah, I can tell by looking at them. So, that's where I get really tied up with it. It's like, it's okay and it's justified for a pro athlete to get it by a doctor inside the field house, but like... At its core, what you did, although you are apologetic and remorseful for making a mistake, at its core, 
how unethical really is it? I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's a hard thing I had with law yeah. enforcement. It's like, um, you know, you officers would arrest people for DUI, but then turn around and fucking get drunk as fuck and then go out and then the following weekend. Mm. It's just like, you, you can't, I can't get a lore tab off grandma because I got a fucking toothache. And, and if grandma sold me a, or gave me a lore tab, like that's dealing, but then I can go to a doctor, don't really know shit about me and tell him I got a backache. Or I can tell them I got anxiety and you're going to give me Xanax. But it's illegal to go across town and get a Xanax because I've had a bad day at work and I'm really highly stressed. You see what I'm saying? Sure. Like, it's legal to smoke weed out in California and all these other fucking states, but it's not here. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't smoke weed. There's a lot of dudes do, and I don't fucking care if you do or not. It's never. I did it in college, but it's not my jam. But, like... I don't understand all that shit. It's just that's where I was tied up with the law, and that's where it's hypocritical for me being on both sides of the fence. It's you're admitting that it was hypocritical, but we, we can both acknowledge that if you if if you were busted for running a serial like human trafficking ring or something, that would have been oh, sure. obviously yeah. fucking unethical. So at its core, you were passing around testosterone, or you were receiving it, and then someone tried to get it from you, and but that. That's the extent of what you did is yeah. helping people exercise. Yeah, I mean, I know that's a simplification, but I mean, there wasn't any armed robbery or oh, nothing. It just they they fucking they they baited me in, said that they had an investigation going on, and interesting. Um, they need me to be a part of it, and I needed to meet at the jail, and I met at the jail, and they cuffed me up. So I'm curious <laughs> when when you got busted. What happened? Did they f they pulled you over on the road, or they no, came to your they house? No, they baited me in to say, "Hey, we need you to meet the sheriff's department. We got an investigation going on with state police." You we didn't need, know what it was about. I need your help, and I was the drug guy, I was a narcotic guy. So I go in, put your gun up, come to back. We're going to brief about the mission, and I got back there and they cuffed me up. They're like this, and I knew right away. I'm like, "Fuck!" So. I I had the testosterone at my buddy's house, which was a paramedic. And he was the one that injected me. I didn't want to do it on myself. I know it sounds bizarre, man, but it's just like so much of that shit goes on in law enforcement. What sounds bizarre? That you, that you had your buddy do it? Yeah, and I, I, he got arrested with me. I put him in the middle of it, and I shouldn't have. That's what I feel bad for, man, because he was pretty innocent. I just need him to inject me. and It sucked for him. You know, he got arrested. and Fuck. Um, so I'm just affected. What I did had a ripple effect. Big time. Lost my son, you know, a relationship, a friendship with that dude. I lost my marriage, my family. Wow. Career. And I tell people all the time, like, you might get a car repoed, you know, and you might get a little hurt, butt hurt. You might lose a house and financial, you know, issues. I'm like, try losing it fucking completely all. Everything in a matter of about 48, 72 hours in that whole week, your family, divorce, divorce papers. I'm like, that's where I get PTSD. That's, it wasn't the people, it wasn't the little babies I fucking seen killed in cars and, and, and I've had two or three dudes blow their head off in front of me, you know, in front of you. Yeah, I have. And, um, during some shit and some calls and, you know, that shit. Yeah. You do remember, I don't have nightmares about it. What I have nightmares about is, is your own personal stuff, my own personal stuff. I'm, a, I'm my sense. own worst enemy. And I hope nobody in the MMA community judges me. Like uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to taint no one's name or be like, oh, God, you got Joe Baker at your gym or like nothing like that, man, because I don't mean no harm. I don't see it as a negative. I see that as a, a you, you come at least coming across presenting yourself as a just a transparent person. I go back to RFK. I think that's like one of the, the most admirable qualities, even though politically I don't agree with RFK on a lot. 
he comes across as just being honest. And that's what people want. And and, and I know Trump. I know we, we could talk about that shit. That's fucking, you know, it's touchy. But I think a lot of people related to Donald Trump because he was just fucking honest. And he sure. related to the people. And that's what I try to do. Sure. Especially my social media. I'm just like, look, man, I'm common folk like you. Like, I fucked up. Like, give me a little grace, man. Like, I don't judge you. Don't judge me, motherfucker. It's like, help me out. Like, help me rebuild. And that's that's the next path I'm going to take is I'm trying to get involved with the personal training aspect of MMA fighters. I've got too much certification in that area um, uh, of personal training. To I would love to foresee myself down the road taking some guys that's getting ready for fights and then helping with their conditioning, helping with their strength, strength and conditioning while they're also training at their gym. Cause a lot of times these gyms are just striking gyms. To sure. go in. So it's like, come to me and let me be your strength and conditioning coach. Cause I know what the fuck I'm doing. That's I, important. As we yes. established earlier, I think that was off air. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, but winning an amateur boxing match is 95%. Who's the better conditioned athlete. Maybe not 95, but it's a big part of it. And that goes for MMA also conditioning is fucking huge. It, that's what I'm saying. Even at my age, I've kept my body in good shape. It's like, oh, you do steroids. Like, motherfucker, I don't take high enough dosage. Like, I keep myself, like, young. How like, much you weigh? I'm 180 now. Okay. I would like to fight at 170, but here's the thing, Patrick. It's like, I told DW and I told these other, uh, I told uh, Chance, uh, I'm like, dude, I don't want to get in the ring and get fucking humiliated. I don't want to get killed. I, I want it to be a fair fight in kickboxing. Like, I don't have nothing to prove. I just like to get out there. Chances, like I said, man, I'm a big fan of Chance. Um, he's really, really helped me out as far as been training with Ruben War too, man. The dude's fucking solid. I like Ruben. That motherfucker, it, you can't hurt that dude. And I've tried. I've tried to punch him. You mean him. with kickboxing? Yeah. And punching him in the face, and you can't fucking hurt him. But him, you know, Jeremy Voles, man, good fucking coach, boxing coach, Jeff City, Ruben War, Chris Spicer. Uh, chances took me under. I think I come to think of it, I did train with Chris Spicer at least once or maybe twice. He told me he did. Yeah, I, I remember when you mentioned the name, I started thinking, and then I looked online. Oh yeah, I do remember training with him. And like Jacob Yancey too, man, a uh, young dude, man, five oh two. Yeah, man, good dude. I'm a fan of him. I like to watch, the, like to watch him fight. Sure. So me I've too. taken just like in law enforcement, I took a little bit of every officer, and that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm just enjoying the journey. Um, you know, if, if Bell or I mean, I'm sorry, if chance can't find me a fight, it's no big fucking deal. Like I'll know when I'm ready. Uh, he's trying to now, but I, I want it to be somewhat equally yoked. Sure. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not trying to get a fucking good record. Like, you know, so, uh, it's just a challenge. It's a hobby. That's cool. I think I yeah. love the fight community, man. I'm not one of those dudes that want to get on a bandwagon just because of another gym's in, in cahoots with another. Like I found my groove at one gym. I want to stick there. Um, I love everybody in the fight community. Like, no one's done me wrong or anything like that. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, I'm not going to bash, you know, Fight Factory or, or Triumph or 502 or any of these gyms. Sure. Or, like, I've just took a little bit from everybody's helped me, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm the old fuck. Like, but I'm just, I'm trying to learn. It's just a hobby for AJ's me. AJ's like 50 something, 50, 51. So AJ Jenkins, the Louisville Combat Academy yeah. owner. So there's some, yeah. you're the old fuck in your eyes, 42. I'm 39. Uh, but I mean, there's some, Rolando at core is no spring chicken, but just a bad motherfucker. Scott Smith, I trained with a Gracie, 55 or something, something like that. I forget. But there's, there's some good uh, people in the martial arts world locally from all ages, I believe. 
I mean, maybe not, you know, many that are 80 or something like that, but, you know, it's, it's a, a pretty spread out world. I think it's very good. I think it's, it's, it's very admirable for you to come across as, you know, being so transparent, so honest. What's the address of your gym? Uh, it's 107 Sky Park Drive in Cordon, Indiana. Now, here's the thing. I'm probably going to run a little bit longer at that location. Uh, not many people know. I'm getting ready to transfer it to Jeffersonville, Indiana. Uh, I'm looking for a building now. Wow. Um, uh, I want to develop an, uh, a bigger facility. Um, I don't know which route I'm going to take. I want it to be women-based. That, that's how I make my money. But I also want it to set up to where I can bring fighters in and train them. I don't want to be a part of a team. Alpha Combat's not that. I okay. Just, um, okay. That's why I train at Triumph. Um, it just fits my schedule. Gotcha. And I, I love all the guys there. I love all of them. They're they're very welcome. Like I said, so good stuff. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, we ended up covering some different topics. I didn't know exactly where we were going to go with it, um, but you will have your location at some point in Jeffersonville. Should be about the first year. But if anyone's interested in in um, group fitness or one of the main niches you described would be any one looking to who already trains at an MMA or kickboxing or boxing gym who wants help with strength and conditioning on the yeah. side yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to deal with that angle to it. Maybe not, maybe not, you know, you've got your, your kickboxing and your wrestling, you've got that covered pretty well, but you need to hit it real hard before a fight for some strength and conditioning. How yeah. could they contact you for that? Yeah, just tell them to reach me out. You know, reach me at, on my Facebook page. Um, that's about the only one I really use right now. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty acquainted now with a bunch of MMA fighters in the Kentucky area. So, um, you know, hopefully after them, them listen to this podcast, um, I, I do post a lot of training videos um, on my Facebook page. So I don't use Instagram or nothing like that, but um, they're more welcome to check it out. Um, they can check my background. But um, uh, women's self-defense, too, is my, that's my main thing. Too, and you're going to so. be honest with the women. Uh, I try to. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like that part. I like people marketing to, to women. Uh, uh, normally, I would expect like a Richard Simmons type. It's just like, you go, girl. You know, just, I do. I, when, when we're in class, man, it's like I, I'm real comical with them, but a lot of them know my stance. Sure. They know they're like, God, your your Facebook is ratchet. You're, you're honest. I'm just trying I'm to like, be honest. Well, people just don't like honesty, and and I think that's where people's like a lot of people's come to me after everything happened to me in law enforcement. They're like, man, I really respect the fact that you, you came honest with it, and I just try to. I don't know what else to do. I mean, I own it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's, it's a good a, good way to be. Yep. Good stuff. Well, Joe, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Yep. I also want to th- say thank you to everyone for tuning in. Of course, we will have another episode out soon. Mm-hmm.